So I'm really pleased to welcome today a member of our staff called Miss Diana Scarborough. She's been with uh, the foundation for several years, um, 10 years in fact, thank you. Uh, and actually what I wanted to talk to her about is an issue that uh, we know is on the minds of our young people and many of our colleagues, and that's the challenge facing our planet around sustainability. Because being in Cambridge, we inevitably think about the science because you know, science is at the heart potentially of how we solve this problem. Um, but I'd be interested to know from you, Diana, how as a, a, an artist, what perspective do you have to bring to this that can make a difference for our young people in the future? Um, I'd like to say I'm an artist and an engineer. So actually oh. I'm inherently cross-discipline or from different parts of that. I think I realise that's a rare attribute. And as a result of that, um, for the last three years, four years, I've been embedded in British Antarctic Survey in Cambridge as an artist engineer working with scientists. And their agenda is climate change overall. And there's a few of us that have a technical background and an art background. And as a result of that, they believe that having someone like myself, that openness, the ability to ask questions, a creative outlook, to ask questions that the scientists might not think, now, the scientists that I work with, I'm working with a space weather scientist, they are extremely skilled. They have spent a lot of their life, they've got maybe two PhDs. They, mm. um, their whole practice is honed in terms of a specialism. So the director of Inno innovation and impact believes that that skill is useful, but you have to think out of the box, possibly to find solutions of something as major as, as climate change. So, so so that, that's fascinating. How did you move from engineering into art? Because it seems when we, you know, we see the pupils going through the school, they tend to go one way or the other. This sounds quite unique. I think it might be. But when I'm actually <laughs> on the track, it feels really logical, can I say? Depends how far back you want to go, Trisha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so 17 years I've been, and I am a chartered electronic engineer working internationally, working primarily on a systems level, yeah. um, designing communication infrastructures, control rooms um, for the oil and gas industry. Okay, feeling a bit guilty about that. <laughs> yes, do. Legacy guilt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also I uh, worked, um, but I've always been hands-on, so mm. um, I was brought over to Britain and i um, working on research and development. Mm. Now, research and development as an artist or as an engineer or as a scientist has a creativity mm. element anyway. Mm. So I did that. I moved into d making bigger systems that actually interacted with people. So looking back, mm. um, I, look, I designed communication systems and now as an artist, I'm communicating. Isn't that interesting? As an artist, but I only see that now. So it's quite an iterative journey, isn't it? Really? It's an iterative it's journey. It's logical. It to me, not, it is. So you yeah. might say it's not. But if I look back, the common elements are curiosity, yeah. without a doubt, um, openness yeah. and ability to um, learn and, and change. So without going too long, so stop me if I go on too long. But the journey um, in the UK, I ended up um, being a consultant, working with, um, as I said, designing communication systems for oil platforms or systems in the outback, mm. so getting people to communicate, make contact. As a result of that, I went to America, mm. spent seven years in Houston. <laughs> wow. So the, the, this career, your career has taken you around the world. So it has, and that's what I think engineering is fantastic for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, 
I have ability. It's always new. It's always a bit scary, but it's taking me around the world. And if I look back at solving problems and and they're all, it's my engineering career has never been boring. Mm. And as a result, that so I did that, worked in Houston, and then just by accident, I got into art. So a happy accident, a very happy accident. But you're, I know that as a colleague, you are passionate about sustainability. I am so passionate. I say that's part of my art engineering practice. Yeah. So talk to me about you. You know, recent experiences where you feel you've had the opportunity to you know, make a real difference, because that's what you all want to do. And we're trying to find what is that difference we can make. I think when I started my art career and I've got an MA in printmaking, I wanted to make that difference. I wanted mm. to make art that, um, art that was out of a gallery mm. and part of that engineering. And also because I have worked internationally, I've worked in, I grew up in Australia, mm. I'm seen in Texas, I've seen the impact of drought, mm. seen the impact of lots of landscape in a way it's Mm. really visual I think it needs to be a story that has to be told and I also think that art out of a gallery has that impact so I'm combining my passion for environmental Mm. with um, the ability of my multi art skills as well to to make immersive installations to work um, online to actually um, create yeah reach a number of people and and have a message I always find it difficult as an artist how much of the message some people don't want to hear the message Mm. so that's my practice right now so um I think uh, I'm still working being an artist Mm. is always a work in progress and questioning Mm. and the idea of um perhaps making something beautiful and then hitting them with loss you know sort of using art as an emotional Mm. key but also working with scientists is, for me, it's about truth, just like mm, Greta mm, said, mm, believe the science. Mm. So I, because of my engineering background, I know I'm a bit of a data geek. I have to understand the engineering why mm. something happens. I don't necessarily have to put all the why in there. It's embedded within the work, but I need to know the why. And then I use my art skills to somehow um, transmit that. So... We had a very success, successful celebration of learning, festival of learning in the summer, where the entire foundation was engaged at, you know, looking at this and encouraging and empowering our young people to think they can make a difference. Um, and then we all went off on our summer holidays. However, you actually carried it on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, yes, I did. Well, I went to two things, one I haven't told you. Oh. So straight after our wonderful festival here, I went off to, um, I was invited to speak at Jodrell Bank, which is an art and music festival. And um, the, interesting, the combination of music to attract people and the science. Yeah. And so I, with my scientists, delivered a, a work called Sounds of Space, about yeah. space weather. So half of the... Do you have the, weather in space? You do. And How does it manifest itself? Um, it's through... Elect, we, do, we do. It's electromagnetic radiation, so we can't actually hear it. Okay. But you get a little radio and it, it converts yeah. it. What is amazing, and this is the current project in Antarctica, it was so beautiful. This has started my journey there. Um, in Antarctica, they have a a big antenna that looks like a coat hanger. And all, every time there's lightning anywhere in the world or half of the hemisphere, it's all collected because it's electromagnetic. Every bit of lightning strike goes down and they can, it goes like a crackle and it's yeah. attracted to this antenna. 
And so you can hear 10,000 miles away every bit of lightning that comes. And because it's traveled, it has different noises. It's really busy. Wow. You actually, it's there all the time as radiation, but if you just put it through a radio, don't have to do anything to it, you know, to speed up. It's real-time space weather. And the space weather scientists monitor this. Um, who knows? It's so recent, they can't even tell you if there's a trend yet. They've I was just... going to ask you if there are any patterns and trends. We don't know. Um, I would like, of course, with my climate change, for them to come yeah. out. So there's a trust thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's a lot they don't know. So there's two or three sounds um, that I spoke about at this festival. So one is the lightning, and the other one is called chorus, which is, sounds like birds in the morning. Mm. And that comes from the sun geomagnetic kind of radiation. And it really is like whistles and birds mm. chattering. Mm. So just pure sounds that is happening all the time. It's a like, um, I think art and science just expands your thinking. Mm. So that's the start of this journey. Mm. Now, um, the journey I'm going to be put doing, this is a, a little plug, Festival of Ideas at the end of October. Um, it, the idea is that having worked with this and hearing the sounds of Antarctica, I've worked with dancers, composers, my animations. And after the talk, I take them on a journey in, with art and science. I want people really... I don't know, I'm not there yet, to think about, look after our planet. Yeah. That's what I really like. Yeah. But actually, it's about thinking, taking them away, being aware, and then bringing them back. Yeah. Um, I think beauty, music, um, seeing the aurora, the, the aurora australis, that brings people in. Mm. And, and so that's my story there. But you, you went back to Australia. But I, when I went, so that was there. Yeah. As a result of that, I, a composer came over last year. Um, he's head of music. And he composed a whole, um, like, sonata to the sounds of space. He was similarly inspired. Wow. So I was invited back to work with the School of Music to, to develop this and some other environmental projects. And uh, my, I've got two that I want to do. Um, one is about water as our most precious resource. That's absolutely and, amazing. And, um, again, the sound of water is so seductive. Yeah. You, we kind of don't know how as an artist I can I'm a multimedia artist how do you meet, make people feel so thirsty yeah that they actually think that they need to be more careful yeah so I, I'm a conceptual artist I play with the senses I can and so that's part of my I journey th I think you're an exceptional person and I'm I'm really hopeful that with uh, our emphasis on sustainability going forward as a foundation establishing a foundation-wide council that we can draw upon your expertise, your, your innovative approach, your creativity, and the fact that you're a really good teacher as well with the <laughs> students uh, to make the difference for the young, our young people that we want to make. And I just would like to thank you so much for sharing this part of your story with us today. Thank you.